0: Hi guys. Welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host Stefan Neff. Today is another great day for an interview because I've got Dawn Bates with me. is a woman who is a true cosmopolitan who is has lived around the world and is writing about her journey. And I'm dead excited to have her as a fellow author on my show. And she is she has become kind of a specialist in rattling your molecules. And her key question is: when was the last time you had your molecules rattled? And I must say, uh, I was taken by that question, (laughs) and I could not say when the last time was. So I'm looking forward to today. This is here live on this show. I get my molecules rattled. I mean, this must be a first. Welcome to the show, Dawn. Thank you, and
1: I'm up for the challenge.
0: (laughs) <laughs> no, it's pretty I think I
1: did, did in the pre-show, did
0: I not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Uh, there was a little bit of background here. Don and me met through uh, an internet discussion forum and uh, we, we tried to get this, this show on the road for a while now. And uh, mm. mainly due to, to my misunderstanding, uh, uh, there were a few hiccups on the road. For example, uh, Dawn is now living in beautiful Buenos Aires, but on her, on one of the social media handles, uh, she is at uh, in the UK at a university there, and I thought, oh yeah, okay, UK, automatically sort of the 11-hour time difference, so I, I sent her a nice request, come on, we do this interview at whenever the eleven hours time difference was, which which happened to be sort of in the middle in the night for her, <laughs> so there yeah, I was exactly waiting there.
1: Three a.m. Oh, that's
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I sent her one message after the other. Okay, I'm ready now. Come on then. So what's happening? Are you sleeping in? <laughs> and nothing happened. Did you back <laughs> <laughs> exactly? <laughs> so, and it just shows. Guys, never take anything for granted. Check your mm-hmm. backstory. Check every single detail. That's and amazing. don't get, don't get, uh, don't get hooked upon uh, one side of a story, uh, whilst that might be part of the story, but it might be anything but uh, tend the whole story. So, good mm. lesson to learn good thing to lead into this interview and Mm. tell us tell us don i'm intrigued because you've lived around the world was that always something that you had planned when you were a young girl what did you want to be
1: oh well what didn't i want to be (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to be a teacher i wanted to run my own business i wanted to live at sea and i've smashed all of those I also wanted to be an author and I've also wanted to have my own coffee shop library with an ocean view. That is still to come to fruition, but it will do. Um, and um, But yeah, I've, I grew up in a very small village in the UK called Friday Bridge, which is the name of my first book. Um, and um, there are only 200 people that live there. And there was an international farm camp where people would come to the Friday Bridge International Camp and they would learn about lots of different farming techniques. Mm. And just listening to all of these different languages, I, you know, I'd be like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. I want to speak that language. What language is that? I want to go from where they, I want to go to where they're from. And you know you you say these things as a child but um then you just go through life and I was actually just talking to a friend of mine who lives in bar who lives in Bali uh we're both ocean people and gosh he's an amazing surfer um and oh I can't I really cannot wait to ride the waves with that guy um and um You know, we just keep pinching ourselves at everything that we thought we'd do. We've actually smashed it and gone way beyond what we ever thought possible. And it's just incredible. So, yeah, I guess I have always wanted to travel the world without even really knowing it.
0: Wow. Mm. But there is one thing of dreaming about something And there is another thing of actually getting your passport up to date getting the money together and leaving a 200 citizen village um what Mm. did your mum and dad think you would do did they want was there a family business that you were supposed to work with no
1: i'm the first entrepreneur in my family i break all the rules in my family i have um you know all the rules of healing all the rules of patterning um my parents then nothing entrepreneurial about them um my mum is uh just an incredible woman uh my they live in the village where my dad grew up my dad has never really lived anywhere else my brother and sister live within three miles of the family home um I scare the living daylights out of my sister because she's just you know, she's such a homebird. And the yeah. fact that I'm actually out of the country living and then just jumping on boats, going around the world and sailing around the world, writing books and running a business, she's just like, oh my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> And for some people that is
1: precariously through me, which is good.
0: Oh, good. But you know, for some people it is absolutely terrorizing to get pushed even that little bit out of their comfort zone. And here you are not just being a little bit out there, but you're way out there. You actually made Mm -hmm. the uncomfortable your comfort zone. You have to learn you have learned to live a life that others only dream about. And it comes with advantages and disadvantages. There are many, many cool stories to tell, no doubt about that. And then there are also some scary stories, I guess. And yeah, that there is. Are. <laughs> and you are basically writing your books out of your first person uh, perspective. And you're telling essentially your stories, isn't it?
1: I am, but it depends on which series of books that you're talking about. I'm currently mm-hmm. writing 17 books at the moment.
0: this is okay so for those of you who are not authors um some of you have the dream of writing one book wow and that is cool that's absolutely cool that's we encourage you but it's like it's like your first kiss or it's like the first thing you've done something it looks like insurmountable and then suddenly when you've done it you actually taste blood, and you think, "Ooh, now that's nice, yeah. isn't it?" And then suddenly, these ideas keep coming, and you just one more idea. Ooh, and I could do. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh. That's
1: not going to fit in one book. I've got uh, to write another. One I know. With that one, I know.
0: <laughs> I know. And it is just, and that, how beautiful is that? Because when you start opening your life to opportunities, <laughs> guess what? They are coming. They are coming. You actually, from now they need to press the door closed. And they still keep coming. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's just, like a stampede with the new iPhone. <laughs> oh, please. It is. It is. And Not I love I'm it. I'm an iPhone person. Oh, good. <laughs> no, it is. Mm. It is just one of these things. It is once you start opening yourself to new ideas, just watch that space. That's all I can say. Mm. And it doesn't matter. In in our cases, we are authors. But it is is whatever you choose to do, suddenly the shower becomes a very scary place. Because for uh, many years, whenever I had a shower, I had a new idea about doing something creative, something, maybe a new chapter in a book or a new book or new this, new that. And it's cool. <laughs> it's, I wouldn't have it any other way. So it's lovely mm-hmm. to see a fellow a fellow nutter out there who uh, <laughs> is, has been bitten by the creativity muse one too many times. And yeah. but it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful. It's also
1: the fact that some of the, I mean, the sacral series that I'm writing at the moment, they're nine real-life stories um, that have been trusted to me. And because the content is so heavy, mm. we're looking at you know sexual abuse, trauma, and rape, but also a lot of cultural diversity and systemic failure of governance. Mm. So they're very heavy, um, but they're I mean people watch uh, special victims units and criminal minds, and or they'll read a Jack Reacher or a uh, James Herbert or <laughs> what have you, and they, they can be enthralled by it but when you write true stories and you then write them into fiction just to protect identity although the story that you read is absolutely real um it, it, it's always nice to actually go okay well I've written that I've researched that so that that's I need to leave that for the moment because I need to go and focus on something a little bit lighter so I'm writing the April <laughs> series. Moana has went on uh, pre-order yesterday. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Pacific time. Um, I will say Pacific standard time, not New Zealand time. Um, and not even Argentinian time. Um, <laughs> and then I've got the Mermaid's Guide series, which is the one that you're referring to of me writing as I sail around the world, mm. because the, in the Mermaid's Guide series, we have the Mermaid's Guide to Hitchhiking, which is my journey as what it's like to be a mother away from her children. Mm. Um, and uh, the healing journey that I've been on following the, episode that was in my third book crossing the line and I'm also looking at leadership because one of the things I've done over the last 20 years is study leadership and um, develop leaders within industry and within uh, organizations whether they're community organizations or professional organizations Hmm. so looking at the differences between leadership on land as well as on at sea um, and then the, the different cultural diversities that are going on and not just cultural diversity um, on an academic level, but the cultural and subcultural diversity, which affect our daily lives. For example, getting your hair done, ladies, those of you who are listening, not applying to you, Stephen, obviously. Um, (laughs) No (laughs) offence. But just getting your hair, as a white uh, woman, getting your hair done in a country. I mean, I've got very fair, very pale Celtic skin, And trying to get something that's not really dark in a Latin American, South American country, then they're not used to redheads. They're not used to blondes. So that in itself and the way they do things in the salon, you're sitting there and you're like, what are they doing? Like, and you're sitting there and you've got to remember, this is their job. They know what they're doing. Well, you hope they know what they're doing. Um, Uh. But also how they serve coffee, but also how you move around the country and the etiquettes. So the the Mermaid's Guide is also looking at that, but also looking at women around the world um, and the cultures of women and the attitudes and the behaviors of women. Mm. Um, It's also looking at the environment, um, but not just the environment as in a planetary sense, but the environment within ourselves and in our head. And then I'm, uh, I'm going to do a healthy eating and recipe book as well in The Mermaid's Guide. So hence why there's nine in the sacral series with the heavy content. There's a five or six in The Mermaid's Guide. And then I've got the Trilogy of Identity, which I'm also writing. And my PhD into international <laughs> law and social justice just wraps it up in a nice, neat little bow. Nice. Nice. lots going on
0: so if you ever wondered uh how my guest looks like she she is uh, a very very beautiful celtic woman her fingers about mm-hmm. the, twice the size of the average fingers because she has been working out rather well <laughs> Fifteen thousand, fifteen thousand hey, minutes words hands. a day that's, right. that's right i'm sure she has got free hands to type all that <laughs> <laughs> no the reality is it is creativity and it is it is obviously learning to channel that creativity. Mm, learning I
1: call it unconscious, conscious creation.
0: Beautiful. And it's but what you're doing is you're observing. You are whilst you 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 share so much and you talk to me today, I'm sure, in your daily life, whilst you're talking, or many times not talking, you observe you see mm. what is happening around you and that is Definitely. such a lost skill isn't it it is mm. such a strange thing because we are so so focused on 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 ourselves we're so focused on on our image we're focused on oh, our on, phones. on our phones for example you're quite right to to actually just look around and in this case, the 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 hairstyle or the, the hairdresser, um, and you know it is beautiful, and it, it is scary, no doubt. Um, I, I remember I went, uh, I lived in Turkey for a month, and I went there. I went to a classic barber there, and it was freaking scary because he brings out a big knife that really sharp, yeah. one, that every every gangster in 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 the film and he's not uses. even looking. Yeah, that's right. And la 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 la, and then then the guy sort of uh, goes there and takes takes alcohol, basically pure alcohol, dinks uh, some some what is it so, like yeah. like a big Q-tip, and then sets it on fire, and then walks yeah. towards you, and you think, what the fuck? is that? What what are you doing? <laughs> and he singes off your nose here, singes off your ear here, yeah. things like that. And you think, what the hell? But it is, it was all That is the experience. Arabic history. Friends, in,
1: yeah, that is typical <laughs> Arabic style. I mean, I isn't know it? Turks aren't Arabs, but that is yeah. a very Arabic
0: style. Of Correct. Kind of thing. And isn't it beautiful? isn't it beautiful mm. it was one of the loveliest experiences I've had it was a damn good coffee I had to go along with that and uh, and a nice <laughs> not a Turkish
1: nice... coffee either that's Arabic <laughs> yeah, coffee too know, exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> careful careful Erdogan will make sure that you will not lay any foot onto onto Turkey if you're not careful
1: and I, yeah, see... <laughs> I was having a conversation with a Turk the other day and oh. um, he um, yeah He made a comment and I was like, well, I don't think I'm the kind of woman you want to be arguing that point with. And then he asked me a question. (laughs) And I went, boom, there you Uh go. Which part of Turkish history do you wish to discuss with Uh me?
0: (laughs) Ooh, Ooh, That's, of course, tricky because Erdogan, as many other... Autocrats and, mm. and despots is trying to rewrite the history. So, therefore, mm. if you actually have read something from there, eh, it makes you actually enemy number one. <laughs> so, oh, be absolutely. careful. Well, which mm. which which raises the question. Here you are as a woman who stands on her own two feet and who speaks out on women's issues, often mm-hmm. enough in areas or in countries where women's rights or women's issues have been trampled upon or where we a uh, the macho culture is very strong. I mean, for Christ's sake, you are now in Argentine. Uh, it's beautiful to have that uh the the masculinity of the tango dancer and the flamenco dancer uh and the femininity of the the, the respective partner but if that is in real life and violence attached to it and all that uh, that's a tricky thing and here you are spouting out rebellious things such as look after yourself girls you know you have got a right to blah blah uh, hmm. Own
1: those ovaries
0: hmm exactly mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about your experiences there do you
1: Here in Argentina um, they're pretty much the same as everywhere I go to be honest um, women around the world love blaming men for their problems they love blaming um, their children and martyring themselves women love to emasculate men um and blame you know and I I do get a lot of women go all like how can you say this you're supposed to be empowering women I said well actually if you are the only person holding us back is ourselves Mm. if we want a higher paid job we can go find one or we can set up our own business and make as much money or as little money as we like Mm. if we don't want to be exhausted at the end of the day because we've been picking up after the kids and making their husband's dinner then We have the choice not to do that. And if you're choosing to do it, you're choosing to do it. It's got nothing to do with your religion, nothing to do with your culture, nothing to do with society. You are an adult. Make your own choices. You're no longer a little girl. You're no longer controlled by your parents. And if you're in a controlling relationship, then it's because you've allowed yourself to be there and you have a choice to stay or leave. So To all the women who now either are cheering me on or hating me, then come have a conversation. (laughs) It's the same. Women in England don't like it. My children went to a private school. And I remember shortly after my ex-husband and I got divorced, um, it was a complete shock to me. I I didn't see it coming. It completely blindsided me. We were together 18 years um, and... I remember the Friday after I'd uh, shown my first book, Friday Bridge, at the London Book Fair. He'd been in Egypt, um, and we had driven back down to London to collect him from the airport, and I noticed he was a bit off. I thought, well, maybe he's a bit tired. I was like, are you all right, darling? You know, like, what's the matter about him? And he said, yeah, I'm just, you know, I said, oh, do you want me to drive back? Because it's a five-hour trip. And then, you know, we get back and he's still a bit distracted asking me about the book and how it went. And Then he said, I said, look, what is the matter? You're really distracted. He goes, I want a divorce. I was like, what? Did you want to talk about it? Like, you know, like, what's going on? you know, and as I describe in my books, you know, what it was like becoming a single one. Now, I could have chosen to hate him, but we healed our relationship. And, you know, we're now like really, really great friends. But I remember these women in the playground, the ones that had gone to university, studied, you know, had great dreams, and they met this husband. And, you know, she morphed into him and took on all of his ideas and all of his thoughts and did you know gave up her life to take care of the kids and you know be the ultimate private school mom and you know the soccer mom and and I remember one day this woman came up to me she goes your divorce has been amazing for me I was like, oh really what's that bad for you and I said like, why is that she said because we used to feel sorry for you because you couldn't come out to the spa and you couldn't come and, you know, shopping with us. And we always wanted you to come to lunch, but you were always at a business meeting. You were always there running the business and, you know, taking care of the kids while your husband was away in a different country. And she goes, and you were just always so busy. She goes, but now that you're divorced, you've just hit the ground running. I was like, yeah. She goes, if my husband divorced me tomorrow, she goes, I wouldn't have a clue. I've not worked a day since I graduated and became his wife. She goes, and I don't even take care of my kids. I've got a childminder in a private school that does that. I've got a cleaner. Uh I said, well, I suggest you go back to university love, and you get yourself sorted out and you get yourself a job. I said, and but now she's now got her own dental surgery. She went back, she trained as a dental nurse and as a dental surgeon. She bought her own practice with a loan from her husband, which he has now paid back. Brilliant. And, uh, I have so many husbands come to me after I've coached their wives um, and say to me, you've saved my marriage. I'm like, why? How? And they said, because it was all on me. The pressure was all on me
0: to provide.
1: And my wife now has something interesting to say to me. My wife is now no longer (laughs) tired or exhausted, but even when she is, She's now the woman I fell in love with. she's now the woman who had those hopes and those dreams and those aspirations and she's now got a different set of opinions to me, and that has reignited my attraction for her.
0: How beautiful Wow and I just
1: think why would women not want their man to really, really be attracted to them? You know they dumb themselves and they become really boring in the way that they dress or they just like I said they they just take on the views and the ideas of their husbands because they think that's what he wants but a man doesn't want that he wants the woman he fell in love with and if she's lost herself and she's not doing the things that make her happy and the things that challenge her Mm -hmm. one how can she teach her children to do that Mm -hmm. how is she going to make sure that her husband stays interested in who she is
0: so true Oh, please. And yes. Words of wisdom.
1: Meant, oh, well, you know, shake the <laughs> molecules. Not rattle them, I shake them, Stephen.
0: <laughs> shake and not stir it. Okay, so that's the different. Yeah. yeah, I look, like a
1: dirty martini or a
0: used to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, exactly. Now, the reality, though, is the problem, of course, is that you're not just describing the women. The men are the same, uh, the same mm. essentially. Many men have lost themselves. They are working, yeah. working, working and come home and then they, they, hmm, and now what? And then, you know, there's, there's all the pressures of daily life. Then there are the pressures that they put upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Then they are the pressures from their friends who, where you want to look on the Facebook and you think, oh, Damn. He did what? Oh, God. See, I never go mountain biking or oh, I never do that. So you've got a bit more guilt and shame on you. And there's mm. all that, that crap going on. So it's sometimes mm. it's this codependency between the wife who has lost herself, the husband who has lost themselves. And they are sort of both pissed off and mm. don't know really what's going on. And that's the reason that you have got the modern statistics, 50% of the marriage uh, end up on the rocks, 60, mm. 70% of the partners, uh, respectively male and female, uh, go to have an affair. So mm. if you look at it, it is crazy. Mm. And why? Because we couldn't even define ourselves. If, we ask, if you ask the average people around you, who are you? Oh, I'm I'm in this case the dental surgeon. Mm. Or
1: my no, mom. no, no, no,
0: no, no, no. Oh, or the mum. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not what I mean. Not not the role you've taken who on. Who are you? Who are you? Mm. And in my case, I couldn't answer that. I had forgotten that. I had maybe there was never de- Well, I guess it was there. I had aspirations, dreams, etc., but they then all focused on the job. I got really good. I was this go-getter who creamed it all yeah and somewhere along the process because i was going search a tunnel view i completely forgot who i was and then suddenly yeah there was this emptiness and guess what Mm. an alcohol a drink yeah i can fill that emptiness quite nicely thank you very much Mm. and
1: avoidance
0: exactly right and yes i've written a book well I have have written a book on it. Yeah, you have written a book. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Did
1: you get the T-shirt to go with it, though?
0: I I vomited on it, yeah. Oh, did you?
1: No merchandise for your book, Ben.
0: (laughs) Not yet, not yet. All now the, you
1: do know i'm an author strategist and coach don't you so,
0: yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's right. we're Imagine. gonna
1: have to address that right oh, here absolutely. right now
0: absolutely <laughs> now we need to talk honestly don um <laughs> that's fine and see if there was if there wouldn't be this bloody COVID, then i would say oh i have to do a little business trip to buenos aires um it's a it's a it's a city we don't
1: need to do it. this is the thing i've been completely online for three years mm.
0: I, um, can't, I I I know I know but the smell of a You just want to
1: come back to Buenos Be- Aires.
0: <laughs> Watch a good tango show and and just maybe oh, dance dance the tango you know, myself. Huh?
1: The reason I came to this part of Buenos Aires. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean I've I I sailed into um the into Chile yeah. uh, along the Magellan Straits which is not actually the Magellan Straits if you read G- Gavin Menzies 1421. Magellan knew there was a way out because he had the Chinese maps, sorry, the Chinese charts, uh-huh, so maps to you uh-huh, landlubbers. Uh-huh. You can tell I've been on land for far too long, calling charts maps. But the thing was, we sailed and then I made my way up through Patagonia. Um, and so I've done along uh, Argentina, along the border of uh, Chile. And I was only coming here, like I say, for three weeks because my children were supposed to be here. We were going to go do the, the tango shows. I was taking the boys out for steak, and I was obviously mm. just going to have the salads and chips. Um, and, um, you know, we were going to go do the horse riding, Iguasu mm. Falls. We were going to have a great time. We were then going to travel up through Brazil, and then we were going to fly home from Brazil.
0: Nice. That
1: was the plan. COVID happened. I went, Why wow, then, wow. I can't control what's going on around me, but I can control what's going on in my space. Mm. So I might as well just sit down and write a few books. So that's what I've done.
0: Perfect. Yeah, And that is rolling with the punches. You could have chosen Mm. to feel like a victim. You could have chosen to say, oh my God, poor me, poor me, poor me another one. Um, Mm. And there are many, many other coping mechanisms, maybe not so beneficial to you Mm. that you could have chosen. Why did you choose the writing? Why did you choose? Or how did you learn to choose yourself? Because that's essentially what you did. You chose to look after yourself. But how did you learn that?
1: Because I I choose to be me every day. I choose to be alive. You know, it's like being alive is... It's such a blessing. <laughs> <So true. laughs> Why would you not want to be alive? Now, I i mean, I, I did a show uh, about a year or so ago now um, and because um, I believe that depression is a choice and people who choose to, and people do choose depression. And I was like, what? You can't say that, it's a chemical imbalance. I was like, yeah, it is. But what chemicals are you putting inside your body? What chemicals are you putting on your body when you're showering every day? The ladies that are doing, that are in my Phoenix Rising group, we're actually doing a 21-day shower challenge at the moment. Um, So they sign up for the main challenge, which is creating a vision of their life. And then we do a different challenge every single month, which they don't have to pay for once they're inside the group. So They pay for the initial one, and then we we do one every single month. Um, So the one at the moment is a 21-day shower challenge. And so basically, we, we, the other day, I, the, one of the challenges was, as you're having a shower, I want you to just take notice or think about what's actually going on underneath your skin. So the next time you feel, poor me, or I'm not worthy, or all oh, my days, I'm just whatever, going into all that drama... Think about what's actually going on. You have got your blood pumping through your body, carrying oxygen around a huge and vast network of veins a nervous system, you have a heart pumping, you have lungs breathing, you have your liver and your kidney working, you have so many synapses kicking off and neuro pathways connecting and disconnecting inside your brain and so many thoughts and feelings, your eyelids are moving and your eyes are flickering, you don't even know and then you've got all the stuff going on in your ear canal, then you've got these taste buds that might actually get a taste of your shampoo and you might get ugh. Depending on how what you're using um, you know and then you've got all the, the the nerves on your skin, you know, and then you've got your skin, which is your biggest organ and if you're putting toxins uh, and carcinogenics on your skin, that's going inside your body and if you're eating and drinking all of this crap or you're watching programs or listening to stuff or people in your space. Uh-huh then you're going to be overloading your body. And one of the reasons why a lot of people don't, a lot of people are depressed is because they're too afraid to speak their truth. They are not speaking up for who they are and saying what it is they want because they don't know what they want because they don't ask themselves, what do I want? And if they've gone from one relationship, they've gone straight into another one and then into another one because they're so afraid of who they are and discovering who they are that they actually then get so lost and then so depressed. And it's like, if you are depressed in your environment, check who's in your environment, check what you're putting into your environment. Mm. So you can kind of get an idea of what the Mermaid's Guide to the Environment is all about now. Um, but it really is a choice because the information that we take in through our eyes, our ears, our nose and our mouth and through our skin and through our energy, That actually contributes to our mental health and our happiness and our depression. Mm -hmm. I could choose to be really miserable in an apartment, but I have wooden floors and I have socks and I can slide up and down this wooden floor and I set myself daily challenges. Can I go further today? If I run to that line, how much further can I slide I do my dancing. I turn my music up. I dance around this apartment. Footloose is absolutely amazing for that. I have learnt the Paso Doble. I've learnt Mm. the Merengue. Uh I I can out-jive Carlton from Fresh Prince. Thank you. (laughs) I'm no longer a drunken octopus.
0: Uh But it's a
1: choice. I choose happiness every single day.
0: Fantastic. Now, those of you who are already sharpening the knives and the pitchforks and lighting the torches to find Dawn and tell her in not-so-happy words that you disagree. May I point you to previous guests on my show? Maybe you want to have a look at Kate Kunkel, who is a dementia prevention specialist, and she will teach you that dementia is a choice. Mm. And you might as well think, what? And mm. yes, it is a choice, because if you eat shit uh, and and don't look after yourself, uh, guess what mm. you're doing to your brain.
1: Or if you use Colgate
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Oral-B and all the other toxic toothpaste out there.
0: That's For example, there is, indeed, indeed. There, will there be controversial things there? Yes, fair call. Mm. Um, and you don't necessarily have to go absolutely... Uh, absolutely vegan absolutely this but you have to oh no i
1: couldn't give up cheese <laughs> i'm not ready idea. to give up cheese
0: <laughs> but there you go there you go for some people that actually would be the right thing because if there is this underlying low grade um allergy against dairy then this is one of the things that give you inflammation that's one of the things that mm. can actually contribute to the development of cancers development of oh, but brain what things. kind of
1: dairy is it Because again. When we look at, like for example, the dairy, mm. is it goat's cheese? Mm-hmm. Is it lamb, or is it cow?
0: Cow, that's right. And if you do cow, because the thing
1: is, cows are so big,
0: yeah.
1: and their but, growth hormones are. I mean, this yeah, is a thing yeah. that you know. What's that thing that only cats osteoporosis? Only yeah. humans and cats get osteoporosis, oh. and the reason they get that, or one of know. the reasons they get that, is because of the growth hormones in yeah. from they get that cows have that yeah. get them to that size. So if you yeah. are going to choose a milk yeah. from an animal, yeah. or as, please forgive me, your listeners, but a friend of mine, Lisa, in, in Australia, she's, she's one of those hardcore vegans. And I was drinking a cup of tea, um, and she goes, what milk have you got in there? And I was like, well, and they hadn't got any lamb's milk or any goat's milk. I said, oh, I've just got cow's milk. I don't really like it, to be honest. She goes, so you're an interspecies titsucker then? I was like, what? (laughs) And you know what? From that point on, I have not been able to drink or eat. (laughs) <laughs> anything from like like a cow i'm ne- not been able to have animal milk because and i tell you what that worked so well she goes would you sit underneath that cow and suck that cow's teat oh,
0: to please. get your milk oh.
1: i was like no she goes then why are you drinking it
0: oh yes but then again i'm i'm an interspecies uh, interspecies ass eater okay because actually the hindsight of a pork Nicely hung and salted and etc., which suddenly makes you a most beautiful bacon. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't
1: eat pig if you paid uh, me.
0: Uh, but that, these are our choices. Okay, these are and yeah. that is absolutely cool. Now, but having this is sa- the
1: thing. When sorry, I was mm. just about to say, when I was at college, I did food science. Uh, Half good. the class um, went vegetarian and vegan (laughs) the others actually stopped eating pig because we looked at it and then a month after that lecture that we had on the dna of animals there was a guy in the uk who had a pig's heart transplanted into him and we were like yeah we're done we're really done even the people were like yeah no not eating pig in the quran and and in the bible in all the holy texts, it says don't eat it so
0: that's and that's hey Different discussion. Oh, are, for different different day. discussion. And and having said that, your your baseline, I absolutely subscribe to, because it is. Uh, I always say that about eighty ninety percent of of the things that you buy in a supermarket should really not be classified as food. They are oh. a, a cocktail of chemicals. Um So yeah. yes, you're right, absolutely right. And Door
1: cleaners, rat poison, mm-mm. you name
0: it a bit of sawdust thrown over it and then a bit of a taste, yeah, yeah. No, I agree, I agree, I agree. So sugar
1: is more addictive than cocaine and how many parents would put a line of coke right in front of their kids for breakfast, yet they give them sugared cereals?
0: Yeah, that's right, exactly right, all that. But then again, to a certain degree, This is the lack of information that has been the social engineering that very clever millions of of food scientists... I'm going to disagree
1: with you there. Because it's not a lack of information. It's a lack of willingness to find the information. It's a lack of willingness to honour yourself and a lack of willingness to love yourself wholly.
0: I like that. I like that. I'll take that. Absolutely. No, that's cool. Yes, you're quite right. Because it's so much easier to say, oh, these are nutters, these these tree huggers, dear. No, no, and go back to the Nothing wrong with
1: hugging a tree? What are they on about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just don't do it naked in Hyde Park is, I guess, my, my suggestion. <laughs> yeah, then that might get you arrested. <laughs> exactly. No, there is there is so much to be said about uh, about energy flow. There's a lot to be said about uh uh, the the positive aspects of every single thing you've touched upon there is and guys as i said uh, whilst it might sound strange what don just said there is a little bit of a of a truth in there and there is
1: always a truth
0: in what i say <laughs> and she is so humble I mean, it's just lovely. (laughs) You know
1: why there's always truth in everything I say, though? Shoot. Because I love being wrong. Because when I'm proven wrong, it means I've been gifted an opportunity to learn.
0: Yes. Same here. Same here. That's right. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you learn. Absolutely, I was like, I never
1: lose. I'm too competitive. (laughs) See me in a dojo. (laughs) Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. So here we go. See, guys, I'm a a dangerous woman. A dojo, which is uh, a Japanese traditional martial art place where you can play around. Mixed martial arts, yeah. That's mixed martial arts, MMA. Mixed martial arts. Uh, Here you go. um So just don't get confused when you do a nice tango um and then go yeah, into, straight into my a my throw
1: and <laughs> yeah, <know>. <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> no, no, it is what it is but then again here here you are you're a woman who are trying things out you're mm. a woman who says huh yeah let's have a look at that and mm. what beautiful experiences derive from that willingness to be open Mm. and that is so oh this is exactly how I feel about life and nowadays I'm like a sponge and a day where I have not learned something is an incredibly sad day for me
1: I know right
0: absolutely and that that means that means learning in real terms means yeah. for me I love history so for the me it's Martian history
1: way of learning
0: but what is that
1: Never letting schooling
0: interfere with your (laughs) education. I've forgotten. Yes, that's true. So true, so true. And Mm. be open, but learn, but also learn about yourself. Mm. Learn, just observe just as much as Dawn observes the people around her and focuses on the on the, the story of women and and just the society in which she is placing herself. Why not look at the way your body reacts? to a challenge or your mind Uh reacts to something someone said why not Uh consider that a bit of a puzzle and actually Uh figure huh that was a funny reaction I just had there where did that come Uh from if you feel anxiety coming on say hello anxiety Oh, haven't seen you Absolutely. for a while. Absolutely. Exactly. And this is
1: the thing, when your body is in pain or your body hurts or it feels a certain way, okay, what how have I been sitting? What have I been drinking? What have I been eating? Uh-huh. What is around me? What's in my space? Yeah. Have I taken a walk? Have I been in nature? You know, for people that live in I mean, I live on the tenth floor of the apartment building oh. that I'm in. And it is essential for me every day to go downstairs um, and walk in nature so that the electricity in my body, um, I can ground myself. Now, for all those people that do probably think that I'm some kind of tree hugging out there, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I do like chocolate. I had two chocolate mousses earlier. they're only little tiny ones that's why Ah, I had two I mean I probably would have had two I mean also biscuits right I do have the gluten-free biscuits and um I don't buy biscuits very often because you can't just eat one biscuit can you
0: (laughs) you know let's be
1: honest (laughs) Because biscuits have got really small since my grandmother used to bake them for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Dinner plates have got bigger. Biscuits have got smaller. <laughs> yeah. So These are the gluten-free ones. I mean, what's that? They're called bites. They're not biscuits. <laughs> you
0: know, if
1: I can fit a whole biscuit in my mouth, then I'm sorry. I need I need to eat the whole packet. <laughs>
0: did you really want me to go down that route did you really want me to <laughs> no well my no.
1: mum used to say you know like if I used to drink my tea or spill anything she's got mouth that big and you still missed it I'd be like oh, mother she's don't you mother me she goes you young lady opinionated little madam I'm like yes I am and I have got an opinion because I learn a lot mum." she goes I know I've been calling you for the last half an hour and you've still got your head in that bloody book you know, excellent. and this is the thing, it's excellent. When you're a geek, I mean, I am a self-confessed geek. I mm. love knowledge. My mm. reading material, I'm reading. I've just got one more chapter left of the biography of a genome. All my days, talk about an amazing book. I'm like, oh. It's like when I read Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace or um, Bleak House by Charles Dickens, such big books, and I just didn't want them to end. I was like, please don't end. And I'd get to like three, five chapters in towards the end, and I'd be like, oh, don't read it today, but I've got to read it today. No, don't read it because it's going to (laughs) end. And I've got this book about the genome theory, and I've just read The Fifth Miracle by Rich Davis, which is about, you know, our, um, our... cellular makeup and are we from Mars and like the atoms and the molecules within us and the energetic things and how certain bodies born at different parts and when they were born and which part of the world that they're from and like the makeup of the water um, and the foods that we and the soil that we grow in and not that we grow in, our vegetables that grow in, but um, looking at how and why we need to have all these minerals um, in our diets because we are actually from Mars, not just men, women too. <laughs> and, you know, and, it, and it's, ah, oh, it was just mind blowing. And mm. I read books like The Difference by um, Scott Page or, you know, which is all about subculture and subcultures in diver, diverse communities and things like the strategic management and organizational dynamics and the paradoxes of it all. These are the kind of books I read for fun. I am a geek, right? And I, I love that about myself. So when people say to me, who are you? I'm like, I'm cheeky, passionate and playful. I'm very bloody curious. That's who I am.
0: That's good. <laughs> now, for you guys out there, just ask yourself, if you were stuck in an elevator for an hour, would you choose someone like Dawn who probably <laughs> could Talk your ear off and let them put it on the other side. Um, but you would probably find something that the two of you actually can relate to. Uh, or Absolutely. would you rather be stuck with yourself, exactly the same person as you are, standing next to you for an hour in a lift? And now there is no cell phone reception. So answer that question. What a great truly question. Ha- truly hand on heart. Um, because if I think about the bore that I was, yes, I could tell you, oh, when I was 18, I studied circus arts. And yeah, I did martial arts when I was 18. Yeah. And I've got even pictures to show me when I was 18. But I was, you know, in my mid 40s. And What are you doing now? Uh, huh? uh, no so playing on yeah.
1: playstation
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and even i was too tired for that unless i had two <laughs> bottles of wine of course so now the question is what do you want to write on your epitaph you know what mm-hmm. do you want to what is how do you define yourself when people look back at your life and say okay he was a really great what will be there War? or Oh, he was really good in his job. He knew everything about repairing a television. Hmm. If that is your epitaph, hey, man, if you're happy with that, if you were the born television repairman, good on you, man, if you're happy with that. But if you, as a, as a woman, say, yes, I'm happy to be the, the perfect mother. There's no such thing as a perfect mother,
1: though.
0: true 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 true. true. but that is that is what we all want to be isn't it we want to be perfect in what we're doing no i want to be
1: imperfect
0: oh no i want oh no wrong i want to be nowadays perfectly imperfect okay that's now isn't that
1: what imperfection is (laughs)
0: Oh, we're getting very philosophical here.
1: <laughs> I'm doing a PhD in international law and social justice and the modules that we're learning at the moment are all about ethics and philosophy. And I'm just <laughs> like... Exa-
0: exactly. Exactly right. So, guys, it is just for you out there. If you are stuck in a boring relationship and if you want to bring some spark into a relationship, then how about... You read something new. How about, you don't need to go out there and buy yourself a maiden outfit. Certainly not you boys, unless you really, really, really want to. Um, that's okay. But um, no, why not start loving yourself? Stop it, Dawn, honestly. No, <laughs> no, 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 This is a nice show. Come on, careful, Dawn, don't say it. <laughs> now uh why not develop yourself and actually go out there and become a new version of yourself start loving yourself start looking in the shower <laughs> okay you, you guys dawn is just falling to parts uh apart out there um so, uh, and I, I struggle to keep a straight face here. I think the reality is, guys, if you want to get your shit together and have meaningful relationships, meaningful lives, meaningful everything, you need to start on yourself, okay? Read the books. <laughs> Okay, sorry, Now I, I have to start. It's the, it's the giggle, it's the giggle juice that is flowing now well, freely. Well, I do here. giggle
1: my way. If you know, like, someone said to me, like, how do you just... Uh, you giggle your way to abundance. That's what you do. And that's the thing, when you're happy, like you say, when you know who you are and you accept yourself, I know I've got a dirty mind. I know I have, and I own that, right? So... Sometimes <laughs> I've read an many times. She's a fabulous author. If you haven't read her, go read her. <laughs> and? and I can't even go to the gym and work on the TRX machines. I'm like, no, that's just <laughs> my <laughs> mind goes somewhere else. But the thing is, if you are not willing to love yourself and find out who you are. And then accept who you are. How can you, one, teach your children to love who they are, Mm. or your nieces and nephews, but how can you teach other people how Mm. to love you?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I thought, actually, when you earlier were saying the 21-day shower challenge, I thought you would go down that route to actually say, okay, hello, boobs. Hmm, okay, nice boobs. And, you know, uh, get well, to know not? your boobs. That's my point. Get to know your body yeah. again. We we try to hide 15 pullovers because you believe that that edge is a little bit too round and that's a little bit too corny. And, and, and
1: Like my eldest son said, and I didn't know what to do. He goes, Mummy, stop worrying about whether you've got lumps and bumps in the wrong place. Men don't go to the butchers to get bones, do they? They go for steak.
0: Oh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. He was
1: fifteen. I was like, 50. "I like you. Excellent. You're going to make a woman very happy."
0: <laughs> Excellent. Oh, good on him. You taught yeah. him well. No, you modelled. I did. You modelled well. Okay. You, mm. you, you would have modelled yourself. You would have shown that side of yourself at a much earlier stage, mm. and he picked up on that. That is Mm. all the, the, I mean, kids are like sponges. They will emulate, they they will copy absolutely everything you do. So if you're pissed off with the behavior of of a junior, then maybe you have to think long and hard, why? And maybe what you're modeling is
1: maybe not so Mm. much. It's interesting you say that because I remember I was delivering a a workshop um, and um, (laughs) It was all about entrepreneurship and there was um, a couple of things that I was, I mentioned. And one of the things I said was if you are going to go to somebody for business advice, stop going to those that are hired by government agencies. Uh, Because these people that are offering you this business advice are relying on government funding to fund their job. They are no different to those people who are actually on benefits because then people on benefits are expecting the government to fund their lifestyle. And just because they call themselves a business consultant, once that funding is out runs out, that person's out of a job. Mm-hmm. Only, and, but I would say only go to a business mentor or a business coach or someone who's actually got a business, not relying on funding from someone else. And the other thing was, when we are going home to our children, um, and we are going home stressed from our job, moaning about our job, um, or we're going to work in a suit and tie and we absolutely hate it, we are telling our children that work is horrible. We are telling our children that you work with people that you don't like and when, um, and that's not really the career path that I want my children to see. I want my children to see how amazing work is, and when you put the effort in, you achieve amazing things. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I had a parents' evening, and the my son, eldest son's drama teacher said to me, um, "Your son needs to learn to work with people that he does not like." I went, "Why?" And she goes, because he doesn't work with these kids in the class. So I said, well, why doesn't he? She goes, well, I don't know. He just won't work with them. And he sat next to me, why didn't he work with these kids in the class? He goes, because they're just stealing my education, mum. I'm here to learn. I'm here to get do the work that the teacher wants me to do. And these kids are just messing about all the time, yes. being wasters. And they're not bothering. And I don't want to work with them because that's going to affect my grades. I'm here to play the game of school. I'm here to get my grades. He goes, and... I don't want to work with them because I don't like them. And you've always said environment is everything, mother. I said, well, it is. And then I just looked at the teacher. Well, would you work with people you didn't like or would you go get another job? You're asking my child to do something that you're not willing to do. He can't change schools again. Um, He's already been in three. Uh, I said, but your job is to make sure that... You know, if he doesn't like these children or these children are not engaged for whatever reason, Hmm. then the children that don't want to work with each other, there is a reason for that. Hmm. He's told you now why he doesn't want to work with them. So you've now got the choice of either removing those children from that classroom or finding out what it is that they don't want to do in drama, why they're in drama and don't want to be there. Hmm. I said, or just accepting that there are kids that don't want to work with each other. I'm not going to force him to do it. I said, and if you make him work with these kids, I'll take him out to drama class. Simple as that, really.
0: Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Mm.
1: I spend a lot of time, I used to spend a lot of time talking to the teachers mm. because my children would come out with things. that I teach them smart people don't follow mm. stupid rules.
0: Mm. And that's so true. Uh, but these are lessons that are not necessarily taught at school or i say most schools it is
1: school is set up to indoctrinate you to follow the rules and to make you not think
0: unfortunately yes unfortunately yes it is i agree end of the story and i've been a
1: school governor and a school teacher so you know
0: (laughs) unfortunately i agree and that is Mm. where i i pay so much emphasis or pay so much attention to talking honestly to my boys about my emotions, about Mm. my life, about the, the books that I read about the little side snippets that really make history interesting about mm. the the sociology that about everything there is so much like you i'm 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 a nerd and and there give me there are not enough books in this world i would just, just read them and and learn and learn and learn so let's go out there and because we have got as mummies and daddies we have got the duty To actually Mm. bring up our kids in such a way that they can maneuver themselves through life in a meaningful way. And Mm. you need to see what schools are doing for that. You need to understand what the the roles of the teachers are and what what they are actually, you know, bringing forward. Mm. Uh, But you need to make that call. You need to take an interest there. That is your duty. You're not that just really there to, 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 I don't know, feed them or so. You need, also need to feed them the knowledge. You need to feed them the creativity. You need to feed them the common sense. The You need smartness. to lead by
1: example.
0: Correct, correct. For that, you need to love yourself. For that, Absolutely. you need to get to know yourself. For Absolutely. that, you need to see that little scar there. Oh, yeah, I remember where that came from. And that little scar in my heart, oh, I know where that scar came from. Mm. Okay. So don't just, don't just look only on that scars or on that boob that is too low or too high or towards right or left, but Mm. look what is in your heart, what is in your brain, what do you feed it? So you're so right. Don, this was an amazing interview, an absolute lovely interview. Because it is, uh, God, we are bloody twins, aren't we? In 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 the way way we think and the way we we are a bit on the nutty side of things. But then again, normal people scare me, so that's always something I (laughs) say.
1: It's a bit of a cliche, and I think it's become a bit of a bumper car sticker. But I, I did see it once, and I was like, "Yeah, that's me." turn your weirdo light on so other weirdos find you. Correct. Um, and, Correct. you know, birds of a feather flock together and all the other, you know, <laughs> cliches that you can yeah. come up with. Yeah. And yeah. But, yeah, I just think that, mm. you know, there are those of us that, I mean, I used to get bullied at school for being such a geek and always being in the library, and here I am writing books and sailing around the world, <laughs> coaching others to write the books and publishing exactly. other people's books for them. Yeah. And exactly. now all the people that were at school that bullied me either um, hate me even more mm. <laughs> or want to be my friend. Mm-hmm. And How funny my that is. Friend, oh, funny, right? But then yeah. my friend Jamie, um, <laughs> she says, I'm going to get a T-shirt with I'm the best friend. And Mummy Sandra, which is what I call um, her mum, uh, she goes, and I'm getting a T-shirt with I'm the best friend's mum. It's <laughs> just like... You two don't need to have t-shirts. Please
0: no. don't.
1: And they go, no, we're going on tour. We're
0: going oh, to go on tour. The merchandise. And I was like, are you? Uh. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no.
1: But it, you know, it, and it is interesting that once we actually step into who we are and own who we are, and we discover who we are, the world becomes a better place because when we give ourselves permission then other people get permission, right? Mm. And I always say that um, gift yourself permission to give yourself permission to have permission.
0: <laughs> I like it. It's a bit on the on the hard side uh, because my brain does typically only go sort of two steps, but yours is going, you come on. But only
1: if you tell it to.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. I've got a lot of friends who exactly believe into that. Oh God, I need to introduce you to a few people. We need worldwide. a whole restaurant <laughs>
1: when I get back to New Zealand. When I yes. get back to New Zealand. Oh
0: God, oh God, and then we need to make sure it's soundproof because if people walk by and actually listen to anything, what? That,
1: no one cares what? in New what? Zealand. What you're about? <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly right. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's actually true. New Zealand. That is what we do well. I do um, miss
1: New Zealand oh, a shit, lot. Yeah. I, I had. Some very. I remember walking down the street in Auckland once, and they were like, "Oi, mermaid girl!" I was like, "Oh no!"
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, excellent.
1: Yeah. So it'll be interesting to come back to New Zealand. To Hopefully soon. Because that's where I started the circumnavigation. I started oh, excellent! In
0: New I didn't realise. Ah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Oh well, there you go. So you need to come back. There's no way. Uh, no,
1: that's going to be once I get there. Uh, oh. That's going to have completed the journey.
0: Well, so, you get the guided tour towards Rotorua and our surroundings here. Rotorua, here. We need to meet
1: Rotorua.
0: <laughs> uh, where the, the earth crust is as thin as a bit of an icicle kind of a thing. I'm going the
1: Coromandel, because I didn't get to go on the Coromandel last oh, time there because it was a storm. So there's so um,
0: many beautiful places. Honestly, mm, there
1: <laughs> Dawn, are very much
0: so. Don, thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you. This was a fantastic discussion and. Guys, I hope we have, we have set the flame a little bit on on your pyre. Hopefully, we, we have shown you that, that there is a world out there that is so beautiful that mm. once you start tapping into it, that you, you can't get enough of it. It is mm. a little bit of an addiction to actually yes. live this life, to live it with yes. such fullness and creativity. It is, it is, I don't want to stay in bed. It's 6.30, no. I wake up, I jump out, and yeah, come on, let's do things. And my wife... you got to make your jump- bed
1: first, though.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not one of them. No, because I actually <gasps> believe in the open bed. I like it to air. I like freshness. You
1: just fold your sheets back, but you still make it by
0: folding the sheets back. <sighs> There, we agree to disagree.
1: <laughs> if the homeless can make their bed.
0: Oh, dear me, dear me. No, no, no. See, there must be, <laughs> there must be one thing wrong with me. I can't be perfect. So, therefore, my bed will perfectly not be made. Imperfect. Like, perfectly imperfect. That's right. So, embrace the nerdiness in you guys mm. because that's what makes you unique. You don't need to, to look like the Joneses, feel like the Joneses and behave like the Joneses. Otherwise, there are too many Joneses around. No, mm-hmm. I want to I know you as you. And if you get to know yourself as yourself, wow, mm. you're going to be amazed what comes out of the woodwork. Okay.
1: Yeah, and you can giggle. On a podcast, something <laughs> that others think is really inappropriate.
0: <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. Because you have got the kahunas, the, the ovaries to do so. <laughs> <Only> ovaries. <laughs> so, guys, look after yourself. Have a fantastic day and make today mm. that one choice. That will turn your life a bit around. Just choose one thing. Don't go all nuts, but choose one thing. Make right now. Mm. Make a choice towards something where what you want to be that might be maybe eating something different maybe mm. not having that glass of wine or maybe just going for a walk and huck a tree try to hug a tree yeah. it's actually not not a bad thing people look at you a bit stupid but it's actually fun <laughs> because it, it because it makes you giggle and the giggling mm. is so healthy so mm. go out there have a fantastic time and dawn to you I'm, I can't wait to read more of your books, and I wish you good Thank luck you. with uh, with your offering. And don't you dare, uh, don't you dare stop being being that goofy girl that you are. You are fantastic. Okay. Hey, I've
1: just had my teeth
0: done. What about? <laughs> <laughs> Look after yourself, out there. Bye. You
1: Thank Bye. you so much. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>